Welcome to DevReady Podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Today, we're joined by Alex Andrews, or Alexander Andrews, uh, who's uh, my personal coach, or the founder, director of My Personal Coach. Uh, she's an executive business and personal coach. And she known Alex for quite a number of years and uh, has been one of my coaches, um, um, past and present, and uh, helping me on the journey of uh, business and personal growth. And I'd love to share an episode for people just to reflect on how they might maximize uh, getting the best out of themselves and also their team on their journey. Alex, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, I'd love for you just to dive in and tell us a bit about your background first and foremost so people get an understanding of who you are. Okay. Well, look, I've been a coach for probably the last uh, 14 years and uh, I suppose before I was a coach, I've had lots of experiences in different fields of businesses, having my own uh, online, working for people. Uh, so I bring to the coaching a whole world of uh, experience. So uh, I'm able to help clients navigate through whatever's going on in their life. And, uh, and I suppose, uh, you know, uh, being uh, an executive business and life coach, I do cover it all because not every person just has one thing going on in their life. An executive has personal issues that go uh, through, you know, their, their day. Uh, sometimes it can affect them. So you have to be across everything. So uh, with my coaching, uh, and obviously been doing it a very long time, you need to be able to decipher what's going on for your client. Uh, now, in terms of uh, experience, obviously, uh, you know, uh, doing lots and lots of courses. I love learning. I keep on learning. I keep on reading books. I keep on uh, delving deeper and deeper to add to my toolkit. So a little while ago, I have also been a Tony Robbins coach, master coach, and uh, that was wonderful, wonderful experience. And uh, that's, that's how we met. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> we, yeah. and, uh, and and that's great, uh, you know, but uh, I just don't have time. I had to prioritise uh, my personal clients, uh, but uh, that, that was wonderful. And, uh, and obviously, uh, coaching hours, uh, I've done a huge amount of coaching hours. So that's why I've come across every situation. There is probably nothing I've heard or had to deal with uh, in terms of coaching. So love that. But, you know, besides all the other things that I have in my toolkit, what honestly serves me the best in what I do is my own intuition and gut feel because sometimes a client may say something and I will question and pull things apart if I really don't feel that there's a connection or authenticity with what they're saying and doing. Uh, and that's my skill because I can really dive deep in terms of unplugging what we think is our truth uh, because we all have uh, our own filter system and sometimes we think yeah no, no no this is really how I feel but all your actions are telling me something different so it's really yeah absolutely it's just mm -hmm. getting authenticity so my my experience and uh, what I'd like to say the intuition is is my secret weapon and that's why I do laugh because clients will just laugh and go okay well, you know, how on earth would you come in, get into that exactly? That and, uh, and, and they love it. So that's, yes. uh, that's where it's like those mm. aha moments and, and that's my specialty, which is great. 
just on that one, do you think you've learned that or do you think that you always had oh, that? I've always had that. Uh, and and what I've learned yeah, okay. to do is absolutely yeah. trust it. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things. And everybody has mm-hmm. that. It's, a, you know, mm-hmm. sorry, but a lot of guys go, oh, it's just a gut feel. Uh, whereas women don't mind to sometimes say, no, it's my intuition. But uh, no, definitely I've, I've had a, a huge life of just knowing things and, uh, yeah, you know, discovering mm-hmm. and, and uh, tuning that. Uh, and that's also a lot of courses I've done just even in terms of just getting really good at deciphering and, and trusting that that feel, that thing that you're picking up and calling it out. Uh, so I'm, I'm very good at, you know, backing myself. I think that's probably um, an interesting point because a lot of people maybe don't listen to the to what they're feeling half the time and just go to the flow um, or just get, get involved in things maybe they shouldn't be with me. Um, and I've done that in the past where you just get sucked into opportunities and just feel, oh, this doesn't feel right, but it sounds great. And then it just, yeah, ends up being what you yeah. felt rather than what it sounds well, like. Well, you know, so, it, and, and that yeah. is such a good point yeah. because mm-hmm. that honestly yeah. comes up all the time. And the only thing that I could mm. honestly say to you and to your listeners in terms of that is is to sit in reflection. If you're thinking it too much, it may not be right. If you are feeling it, then you really have to question that. What is going on that I'm feeling this is not right? And honestly, any decision, and especially an important decision, put it on paper because there is something different between you thinking something and when you're writing it because you're detaching it from that that thinking process. Once you put it on paper, you're actually observing what's going on for yourself. Mm. So that would be something that would be good. And, uh- up here it just reflects over and over and over again and we have um this, we think about the same thing in 15 different ways when putting on paper it can be a lot simpler so yes yeah. i would agree with that yes paper yes andrew yes. and having known you very well <laughs> we know that correct. that could that could be correct but uh, you know because sometimes as you know it's it's a little bit like uh, paralysis by analysis Mm-hmm. And we're looping. We do that loop mm-hmm. of, you know, crazy thinking. Uh, and then we confuse ourselves. What's right? What's not? So it, it's it's about doing that. And that's what a, that's what a good coach mm-hmm. does. They can actually mm-hmm. pull that apart to work out, um, you know, where the decision's coming from. Uh, a lot of decisions, believe it or not, can be made from ego. Uh, and that's a really interesting one, thinking, oh, that decision sounds good, looks good, feels good, but it doesn't feel right. So, you know, it's about deciphering what's really going on. Digging a little bit on that so people who don't have context, ego, what does that mean to you and what should people be looking at when they're um, hearing that from you, I would say? I think what it is is working out your why. Why are you doing a certain business decision? Why are you thinking a certain thing? Uh, Because I think your why is very important. And if you really decipher why, and I'll, I'll tell you something for a fact, <laughs> if the first answer you give as to your why, yeah. go deeper, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's never the first answer. You will say what's safe. So True. we say what's safe in terms of, oh, no, no, well, it's mm-hmm. great. And it could sound, look, you know, it, it helps others and it's great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be, okay, great. So when you do that, what's next? You know, and then you'll go into another thing. So, um, okay, well, it's about this. And then ask yourself, okay, great. So when you have that, why is that important? And until you sort of just keep on asking yourself the question until mm-hmm. you really get down to that fundamental heartfelt why, mm-hmm. then that's true fuel. And honestly, that that would answer your question. I was taken through a process um, about a month ago, actually, 
which is the deeper why. And effectively, it is that, but you will find that it's generally a feeling that we're looking to get from anything. Um, and that deeper why is that feeling, that, that happiness, that freedom, whatever it might be. But yeah, it was quite an interesting process where it took you away from, um, yep, this is what I want, and then understanding the why. And it's all a, generally, it's a feeling sensation that we want to get to, um, not the thing. <laughs> So yeah, if you're digging and you're finding a yeah. thing, I think it's yeah, let's keep digging for some sort of feeling, emotional attachment to something, which is what I found quite powerful and it's quite simplistic too. Look, look, it is it, it, and and I suppose just even the process you went through, that's why they probably have processes because of exactly what you're yes. saying, mm. right? That's that's a hundred percent it because really at the end mm. of the day, um, it's something actually that we need to be taught. It sounds mm. bizarre, but we get so mm. used to living a life built on other people's filter systems. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I was actually run by a guy named Trevor Hendy. Um, he was an ex-Iron Man. I don't know if you know that name. Um, he's probably in his 50s or so now, but he took you through that process. He's a very intriguing guy. So if you get a chance to see Trevor or meet Trevor, very, I think you would align with him and a lot of people would get a lot from him. So, yes, he's got a good character, um, ex-Iron Man type guy. Fantastic. Yeah, really cool. Very good heart Great. type felt um, person, very connected to who he is. Um, and he's learned that across the journey and had his own um, process and journey and growth um, that, yeah, we all uh, are yeah. either striving for or not even aware of yet, depending on where we're listening from. But to dig in a little bit more, as um, a lot of people we, that will be listening are uh, Generally, visionary, big picture thinkers, um, non-technical people looking to drive new products. Um, what would you say to them that are they're looking to drive a new initiative, something new, something innovative? In terms of carving out the team around them or the the infrastructure around them, what's the best place for them to start or start thinking about that um, from your perspective? Look, I suppose uh, there's so many answers to this, but I would honestly say top line is to really work out what your mm -hmm. outcome is. So once you're really attached to the outcome of what it is that you are trying to do, uh, look at what, what that is and work backwards. So the outcome of what we want mm -hmm. is ABC. Um, then have a look at um, your own values around that. Okay, why is that important to you? So once you understand the outcome, why you understand uh, the why uh, mm -hmm. for that outcome, then you work backwards in terms of working out who's going to be in alignment with what you're trying to do. That's a key word. Okay, so yeah. we want to, yes, it absolutely is because you really have to have your fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's not just a business plan or a good business idea. You can have a great idea, fantastic, wonderful but where does that idea come from? Is it the fact that you just think, oh, it's a quick thing and you could make money? Is it something that you're passionate about because you feel, look, this is my life's journey. I love this. If I could help people, you know, I always love this saying, serve a purpose and your purpose will serve you. Powerful. But I think that if you, yeah, but it, it's so true. So all I would say is, and this is so true, if I would have a client that has the outcome, they're really passionate about wanting to do something, it's building the fundamentals to work out, firstly, who your ideal in a service sort of situation, who your ideal client would be, why, you're, why is that your ideal client? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I'm not going to be sitting here saying to you, run a business and don't make money. That, that's not what it's about, meaning it doesn't matter whether you're doing it just for the money or you're doing it to make the money to help others. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. 
at the end of the day, if we change the word money to shells, and <laughs> we wouldn't have such a bad connotation with it. So money, money is is the thing that turns the economy, and we give and it shares and it goes around in circles. That's all good, but. It's the fact that working out what it is that I want to do with this product or service, uh, why is it important, uh, and then actually working out, okay, my ideal client is this type of person. Who do I need to service that? Now, the other thing that you want to do in terms of a business owner is actually work out what role you have in it. Now, at the beginning of a business, we wear every hat. Okay, we know that. <laughs> yeah, it becomes difficult to get out of those hats over the journey, but you need it to. Does. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a fair and, point. and I agree. Yeah. So everybody mm-hmm. has, mm-hmm. you know, the hats that they wear. You know, whether it's it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, and we call this, and even Tony says this. You know, the artist, uh, the the um, manager, leader, or the entrepreneur. So who are you? And it's about saying, well, this is my specialty. The other ones, I'm not fantastic at. So therefore, seek mm-hmm. those out. But I know that sometimes with a new business, depending on how much money you have backing you in this, you may need to do it all. But fundamentally, the type of people that you want to, you would want to employ as you are starting to build that team around that is going to be first and foremost the things that you're not good at. And you start plumping yes. that out. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, the things you the, – and that becomes interesting because we generally attract people that are like us. Uh, so it come, sometimes can be pushing against that and ensuring that we get the right people for the business mm. that still align with the values and direction, mm. but may not be like you um, in totality because if you get people like us that just have multiple people doing the same thing and just mm. doing the same thing they love and all the other things get left behind. So just to, just to add something on top of that, I found that I, I've attracted that in the past and you've got to let go of that really. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and you know what, it, it's not a bad thing. And let me say this, uh, you know, before I, you know, <laughs> I've got to quantify it's not a bad thing. However, sometimes ego comes into that because what we do is we end up mirroring and matching. So when we are feeling comfortable with somebody, it means that they're like us. Mm-hmm. But as you've just touched on there, that is a really, really important point because we think, oh, well, I get on with this person. But maybe you need somebody who's a little bit more cutthroat that'll make more business decisions based on a return instead of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. And I'm giving that as an example, mm-hmm. but you may need that. So therefore, this is where I'm saying, if you know what the outcome is at the end of the day, and you're looking at this picture, this business from an outsider's point of view, looking in and going, what is it that I need? Okay. So I need somebody who, who makes the product, somebody who works out how to get that product to market and somebody who can look at the bigger picture to say that product would be fantastic globally. We could, you know, align different businesses. Uh, We could float this in five years time, whatever it is, you need to have somebody in each section. Now you and I have both done this uh, with your business. And this is what I loved about working with you and your company is that you understand that everybody in the business has fundamental um you know qualities Correct. when when you go in and, and we've done this and like we did with your business we did disc profiles for every mm-hmm. one of your staff and you can start to understand and this is what's really interesting that certain um people in let's take it your business mm-hmm. and without you know going into a lot of stuff well, with the have, business, have but, share, that's fine but yeah oh okay okay well <laughs> no. no but it was just yeah. interesting because all your developers yes. are a certain type of they are of, of this uh, profile and communication profile. style and risk tolerance and yes. yeah all similar exactly. which is quite interesting exactly yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And you can even look at yes. look at you and, mm. and Anthony as two of the owners mm. of that business and say, well, you two are different. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, but that's great. Yes. Because fundamentally, you're good at one area, he's good at mm. another area, but together, mm -hmm you make a great team. Now, the other thing is, it's understanding that. So from your point of view, you know, or his point of view, you're not getting the shits at each other because it's nothing personal. That's how you work. That's how he works. And it's coming together. It, it just took us a little while to not get the shits at each other and understand each other. I think that's important because when you are very different in thinking mm -hmm. and decision-making mm -hmm. and thought process, mm -hmm. everything, um, it, it can be quite daunting and challenging, especially in the early days it was because I just thought this way and I thought I was right mm -hmm. all the time and he did mm -hmm. the same. Then we let go and just said, okay, I hear you, I That's understand it. you. Um, and this is yes. my perspective. And I think you've got to learn to work with people that are yes. different. Um, and, and what's yeah. beautiful, because obviously, you know, you've said you don't mind sharing. Um, I do quote, not from, you know, obviously anonymously, so no one knows the business. But when I was doing the, yeah. the, the, the coaching and training yeah. of, of your organisation, mm -hmm. what I loved mm -hmm. was uh, where one of your staff um, had said to obviously one of you directors, and I won't name names of who's who did what, but they said, "Wow, okay, now I understand. I just thought you were being uh, difficult or being a shit or being whatever. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that." And it was quite. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, that still gets raised. Um, and I think it's. I think so. Doing something of that extent and digging in, I've done different types of profiling in the business over the time and over the journey too. Yes. It just gives continuous insight as to how we think and operate. And um, there's, there's things like um, wealth dynamics, talent dynamics I've used quite a bit in the business as well, mm -hmm. which is more around the type of seats and roles you have mm -hmm. in it, you, you would be more aligned to in a business. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a bit of input and insight from that, even the team having conversations on their results, they mm -hmm. start to realize, mm, yeah, I'm probably good at that, but I just was more um, negatively associated to that. So they can reflect on it and just assess. But I think it's important to understand mm. who we work with and even ourselves because, yeah, in reality, if we're not looking at ourselves to how we're communicating and betraying ourselves, I think it's difficult. Of mm. Look, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, well done for you to be open to that because there's a lot of business owners and probably some of your listeners who may not delve into that sort of stuff because they're so busy in, in, in getting a business up and running that they lose sight of trying to align themselves and get the best people on their team, but to be able to communicate because as a team, you have to, and I, I've seen this before. I have a lot of companies that I take to whether, you know, they, they're literally about to float or they IPO and to have a tight team is fundamental in any success. So if you're starting out, you really want to just know who you are and who the person is that you're about to employ and understand how you need to talk to them, okay, and, and vice versa. So if that person, you know, is one that can't take, you know, their disc profile shows that they can't take criticism uh, because they criticise themselves too much as well, then as, as, a, as an owner and a boss, you don't want to now be criticising them. There are different ways of being able to pr proactively and productively give feedback. Okay, but you need to understand fundamentally how you're talking to them to get the best results for you and for them. Yeah, mm. oh, that's made a big difference on how I communicate with teams. So, um, and the guys in our team, because I would do the same thing with everybody, but some people need to mm. hear things different ways. Um, and then we generally communicate how we would like to be receive information. Right, because that's what we know. Mm. But that's generally doesn't well, it doesn't work for everybody. It works for people that are like you, but not others. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
Uh, yeah, it is. It's an interesting dynamic. So if you are building team and looking to build team or have a team, um, dig in, understand each person's profile, and you'll find that um, people that you you sort of have um, a challenge with, they're different, and that's fine. And just understanding how you communicate mm. can make all the difference in terms of getting outcomes because you want different people um, and different thinking in yes. a team. Otherwise, it's just everyone's doing the same thing and driving down the same path, and no one's questioning too. Yeah, now look, absolutely. And, and and let me tell you, obviously, you know, with a lot of startup businesses and uh, and ones that are even just, let's call them new in business, and that's, the you know, a few years and, and, and you would have clients who are starting off, but also clients who are um, growing and need to change and evolve. So, um, you know, and I have a lot of those clients where they will, um, you know, I they'll fill out a disk profile and we'll have a meeting about, okay, these are the people that I'm wanting to employ these are the disc profiles and we talk mm-hmm. about that so that you know let's say that there's three people there we talk about the disc profiling and we work out what's going to fit in best or to be able to say this is how you manage this person this is how you manage that one and this is how you manage the other one and then it's up to them to say okay this is a better fit I think for the team of who we've got so that is a very important thing and I do that very often uh, and I found that that is perfect because fundamentally uh, you don't want to squeeze somebody into a role that really is not their personality, mm. okay? It's almost like giving giving an introvert, and it's not to say an introvert can't be a salesperson. That's not, not what I'm saying because there's so many different uh, levels of, of um, assessment on this. So there's the disc profile plus mm-hmm. the motivators. So all in all, you can see that. However, if somebody doesn't like connecting with others or making a cold call, getting them to do it is actually just going to make them feel stressed. Mm. And if they're stressed, they're not going to be happy and they're not going to want to perform. So it's going to be a lose-lose situation because you're trying to fundamentally make somebody yeah, who they're not. stress goes up and intelligent thinking goes down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We become very re- re- reactive. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We need to be... And I think it's called that flow. People use that word and coin that, and coin that around flow state. Um, and flow energy is where you're happy yep. doing what you're doing and um, you're contributing at a bigger level uh, and consistently yes, in that, not just absolutely. for an hour a week and the, and the other yeah. 35 hours, you're not enjoying it all. Um, that's not a place where you're going to get the best out of your team yeah. and people. There's someone that will love that role, whatever that is. If it's an accounting role, if you've got a salesperson yep. in an accounting role, it's not going to work. But if you've got someone that loves numbers, they'll just mm. thrive on that. So, Absolutely. And at the mm. end of the day, we want a happy team. And that's what happens. So in, in any organisation, the happier yes. you are, the happier they are. Oh, I mean, everyone wants to turn up to work. I've had so many executives who do not want to turn up to work because of other people, other situations and how mm-hmm. they feel every that's single day. Yeah. That's if you're if it's becoming a burden just to work with team people and and those things could be simply mm. fixed by just mm. understanding each other a little bit differently um, sometimes but sometimes not sometimes they're not the yes. right dynamic or values and that goes back to values and why and if they're not aligned to that which is something you said at the top of it um, then there's a problem um, that we need to look mm. at and reflect on uh, interesting yeah. um, team has been yeah, a focus of ours for um, quite a while and it's always engaged and you mentioned something about um, taking the business from where it is now at a growth level and scaling it up. Can you reflect on some of the learning there? Because it, it is like reinventing the business over and over again, I found in my experience. Um, what do you found working with businesses that have got to a certain 
um, plateau and they're basically stuck and they're looking to either level up or they're going they're going sideways effectively. Um, but some of the, like mm. the, the thinking that we've had in the past is not going to get us to the same level of thinking. What is the statement? Same level of thinking is not. Uh, yeah, I can't even know it. What is it off the top of my head? Same. Well, like I like to say, yeah, you know, do what you've always yeah. done, get what you've always mm -hmm. got. So sometimes, yes. you know, that what, what's taking you to a certain yes. certain level isn't going to take you to the next level. Um, but it's about mm. actually being um, adaptable. And what I would say mm. is for everybody to have a check-in at certain milestones of a business. And even though you might be thinking, oh, the business is going really well. No, 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 it's great. We're happy, happy, happy. And so busy that you actually don't, you don't work on the business anymore. But what you fundamentally have to do is reassess. So let's just say, obviously, when it's starting up, you'll get the feel of it. And sometimes you feel things, you you need to suss things out. And what I find is people quit too early, okay? So let's just say that uh, they're working on something, they're developing something, and it's not quite catching. It's not quite, you know, um, taking off at that particular moment. It's really about dissecting what it is that you're doing and, and having some measures is, you know, it's those sort of key indicators. And as we always say, you can't manage what you can't measure. So you want to start measuring what it is that you're doing within that business. Let's say you've got a, a product-based business. It's about taking off, okay, what are lost leaders? You know, what is it that is taking off? And then you suddenly see that the essence of your business, you might think, I've got 10 products. I'm using this as an example. 10 products, love all these products. But really, fundamentally, four of those products are doing really well. Mm. But you think your business is heading one way, yet it's, head, it's, it's taking you in the direction mm -hmm. of what your customers want in another direction. So it's about reassessing that and saying, great, well, those four products are obviously what people want. Remember, serve a purpose and your purpose will serve you. So your customers fundamentally want these items. So therefore, what can I do around those items that are going to service them better? Yeah, it's and it's like you said, measure. Um, I think if and a, I think every business owner that's been in that busy state has sometimes forgot about the business and the the strategy. Um, um, and I, yeah. I hope there's some yeah. out there that haven't, but um, I'm sure there's plenty that have. Um, give me time to reflect. Look, yeah. I, I think I think mm. we're all. I, I think we're all. Um, we can all be mm. accused of that. Okay, and that's why, for instance, you know, some people, oh, gosh, I want to smack someone when they say this yeah. to me, but why do, why do people need coaches? What's wrong with them? <laughs> and and I, and I love the fact that, I mean, this question gets asked, but actually the more, um, in, you, let's call it an emotionally intelligent or, um, or wanting to absolutely do well in something, mm -hmm. they're open to hear some criticism. They're open to see that there's an, a new way of yes. doing something. To be closed off that I'm doing what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing. I don't need a coach. I don't need a mentor. I don't need any business. I don't need anything from anyone else. Actually just keeps you in your box. And I, I can say sometimes it's about opening that box up and allowing somebody to hear mm -hmm. your thought process, to be able to witness what you're doing. And honestly, you know, with my clients, let's say it's half an hour each week, every second week. But we literally look at, and this is where I will say to clients, okay, what are we measuring? What are we doing? Because there are fundamental gauges where I keep connecting them back to that. And they'll say, oh, I'm so busy, so busy. I haven't had time to do this. But honestly, every time I slow them down a tiny bit, and it's not, I'm talking 
you know, minutes. We're not slowing you down. But because they're in overwhelm and their brain is churning around, they think, oh, my gosh, I'm busy, can't do, can't do. But when you have a coaching session, it slows you down enough for you to just be able to have Mm -hmm. a moment of reflection, a moment of reflection to say, right, what is working on? I'm really not happy with this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, half an hour is is Mm -hmm. just something for you. It's for an individual Mm -hmm. to say, right, what am I working on? What am I being reflecting on? And as as you know, half an hour, uh, we get a lot in there because uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. reflection and we're working on things um, in quite a fast mode. But mm-hmm. it's being open well, you need to, be open to understanding what you're doing right. Yeah. I, and yeah. And, and so what I would say for a business, it, right. sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to make this point. When you've got a new business, I would mm-hmm. honestly be having a check-in initially, you know, um, each couple of weeks and then each couple of months because, you know, like at the beginning you're trying to work out is this working, is that working? And also to, to not lose momentum um in in feeling that because uh, i think what happens is we start new businesses saying oh this is what it's going to look like what it's going to feel like and sometimes it doesn't look like that at that particular moment and you lose your enthusiasm for something because it's not working but it's not that it's not working it's tweaking things and being as we just said agile you know we might need to go into this area go into this area maybe something i'm doing is not 100 right maybe i need to change something up it's being very open to that and being, you know, in that agile state that we can move and flow so that and, and also just have that that level of determination to stay with it, stick with it and keep your motivation. Because honestly, you and I both know motivation and mindset in any business that's starting up or trying to reassess what they're doing is fundamentally what causes failure. Uh, agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the discipline to stick with something for a long term, um, it's important, you, especially if you're walking into a new area. If you expect to give it a year or mm. two and to be on top of the world, that's very rare. Um, you might be finding your feet by year two if you're lucky. Um, so it's it's always a, it's a learning experience. And I think that the reflecting on um, business, it's been a journey of both personal growth business growth um, as well and just looking at who you need to become in a business as well at some times and just reflecting on that Um, because the leader you are now will not you will need to be a different leader in six months 12 months 15 months 24 months whatever that time frame is because the business dynamic will change um, depending on what the new challenge is because every business has a challenge that you're facing and I think just learning and reflecting and the, the reason why I've been in coaching sittings for four, five plus years myself mm. is it does give you that time to reflect. Mm. And we can, one of the things for me is sometimes you can get addicted to being busy too. And we can make ourselves busy. I found my, my, sometimes I just get drawn to my computer and saying, oh, I've got to do something. But in reality, I'm just creating that busyness. So it's good to reflect and understand who we are and build that awareness mm. so we can actually drive forward a lot faster with a lot less baggage on the back, really. That's what I've found. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, as we talked about before, your why mm. fundamentally yes. is going to, the deeper and more connected you mm. are to that why, is going to be the fuel that keeps you going. Mm. And and don't be discouraged. Like, don't be discouraged mm. that you feel like quitting. My goodness, mm-hmm. that's normal. 
If you oh, didn't, <laughs> then that would be not normal. <laughs> Oh, we get, everyone gets to that moment where they think, oh, she could do something else. Um, but as long as you don't hop from something else to something else to something else to something else and yeah. never really commit, yeah. um, yes. that's, the feeling's natural. Uh, yeah. That thought is natural. And, yeah. and let me tell you, I, I think that fundamentally we talk about mm. mindset, but, mm. you know, sometimes we lose faith in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do. You know, maybe mm. I'm not the one to do it. Maybe it's it's not that. Mm. It's the fact of trying to work out what isn't wor- working and just being proactive in saying, okay, fundamentally, this isn't what's working, or maybe it's my mindset, which means that, for instance, if I'm feeling like, oh, this business is failing, why is it that you would be motivated to ring and do all the things that you had to do to make it grow? Because mm. you're feeling like shit, excuse my language, <laughs> but you feel, you're not feeling yeah. good. Yeah. So what would make you want to thrive in that area? Mm. So really your mindset, and this is, and you and I both know that there are certain tools mm-hmm. to keep you back into that wonderful mindset mm. because fundamentally uh, you don't want to be living in reaction in your business. No. You want to be driving the bus. You want to be proactive in those decisions and what you're doing. And that's setting yourself up first, mm-hmm. your mindset, you know, as we've talked about, good health, good nutrition, your mindset, all of these things go into and are very important. It's not just about, you know, sitting at your desk and uh, and, and doing the work. You have to build up a good resilience so that when you do mm-hmm. feel like quitting or you're feeling doubt, that you can pull yourself back into line and say, yep, okay, this is what it is, uh, reflect on it, but you have certain tools that pull you forward to get where you need to go. Yeah, I think we can take a lot of things personally, um, and I've been, um, I've done that a few times in the past. One thing that's got me through that is, is um, and I think the agile piece that you talk about there is business challenges are nothing personal. Um, I tell this to my team all the time, the reflection of the processes that we currently have, that gives me something to focus on, which is process rather than personal and emotional state. So yeah. just separating yourself from the business can be a good thing and just taking that personal approach out of it. So that's something I've learned over the journey that's served me a lot. So yeah, trying to take things personally, that's just the process that you have. Um, mm. So yes, that's something, give me something to work on now, which is a positive, mm. yeah. Absolutely. And, and, mm. and you know, look, it's an interesting thing, uh, you know, just to give you an example, I was in mm. an organization where um, I was called in, there's a whole lot of executives, mm. I'm, I'm literally coaching all the executives and I was given from the HR department all the exiting reports of why people left the organisation based on there were two particular people that were really personality-wise causing mm-hmm. problems. So they had a high turnover of staff. Okay. And uh, and it was interesting because when I started my first session or before I started the first session with, let's say, one of the particular um, executives, um, you know, it was, oh, don't ask him that question and, oh, no, don't do this. And I'm sitting there thinking they were almost predetermining because mm-hmm. um, they were. It's almost like they were scared of his reaction. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what the one of this man was a wonderful man. He had so many amazing qualities. But mm-hmm. what he was doing is running a race just with one leg. <laughs> so it was really through coaching him we discovered that he had this other side of him okay. that loved to train and loved to do all this other stuff, but he just wasn't in touch with it because his filter system was a certain way. Mm. And when we reconnected him with that, we totally changed it. So what I'm trying to say here about mindset mm-hmm. and how a team works and any business is like this, 
see with this example how you can see fundamentally, firstly, disc profiling, getting mm. your team purring well, the mindset of that particular person, the mindset shifted. So therefore, the result was that the business flowed really well in the end. But it all comes down to that individual. That's where it all starts. Oh, that's their driving a facet of the business. So understanding themselves brings awareness. I think there's a lot of line spots that a coach can open you up to. So I think that's that's been a, a beautiful episode just to share what a coaching experience could feel like, look like, and. Um, yeah. also get an understanding of some of the dynamics within team as you grow team and yourself too so hopefully people can reflect on this episode and maybe even uh, reach out and get some help if they need some sort of coaching around business and structuring things if anyone's interested um, Alex can how can they reach out and have a chat to you and uh, see how they might be able to drive their business faster better moving forward yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, you know, they can shoot me, um, you know, a, a, an email, uh, alexandra at mypersonalcoach.com.au uh, or even just send me a quick uh, SMS on 0419953233. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's – but, look, as I said, the, the one thing I would honestly just recommend for your clients on a, on a, on a departing note is – have a chat to a coach. It doesn't need to be me. It can be anyone, but have a chat to them and see if you've got a good rapport, mm, okay, because you want, you, yes, you do. You want to know that what you're working on, that coach mm -hmm. gets, and you also want to make sure that they've got a lot of coaching hours under their belt and different experiences because you don't know what's going to come up in the session and you need somebody to dynamically weave uh, you know, all through different processes. So that's that's all. So, you know, and I hope that uh, I've given, you know, a little bit of a, a helping hand to uh, all your clients. Uh, thank you, Alex. It's been a pleasure as always. And uh, thanks for sharing a bit about the coaching experience and some of the things we can, um, actually some tools we can take into our business that we can mm. currently use right now to process, for example, understanding our whys, our values, our alignment yeah. when we bring on team, I think was critical to some of the things that you said. So I really appreciate it and um, great to connect again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and, uh, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Cheers, Alex. Okay. See you. Bye, Andrew. See you.